and welcome to another episode of Q&A with Mike and Eve. My name is Sean Kirby, part of the Performance Group Podcast Series. And today, um, we've done, this is our third episode of the Mike and Eve Series. And I had reached out to um, all of my hundreds of followers online about some extra questions because at the end of each one of these videos or the, the podcast that I've dropped, I've asked for comments and questions from our, um, our audience and our clients and so far I've got none. So finally some people had um, actually asked some questions rather than me coming up with those not so very good ones um, during our tax segment two weeks ago, if we remember correctly. We quickly moved on from that. Very fair. Very fair. So um, in today's episode, we're going to actually take questions from people who message me online and then we'll kind of expand off of that. Um, first set of questions is actually in regards to the performance group. So Mike and or Edve can answer. First question, what all services do you provide within the performance group? Eve. Tax and accounting, insurance, and uh, anything to do with uh, growing independently. Oh, there you go. <laughs> anything that touches money. Yeah, we, we're not supposed to say investments, <laughs> yeah. but we do investments. Yeah. Um, why did we change our name to the performance group? Uh, well, that's really started with you saying that it, it was confusing to a lot of clients uh, ultimately, we want three-dimensional clients. What I mean by that is that you're a client on the investment side, you're a client on the insurance side, and the tax and accounting side. And um, it was becoming blurred as to what we do. So if your entry point was tax and accounting, you didn't necessarily knew, know that we do insurance, so on and so forth, because each one of those uh, business units are were and still are identified in, independently but your brainchild was let's bring it all together under the performance group and I think that's the right brand that we want to lead with. Absolutely. As you said it is a good idea coming from a good idea guy. So I... Uh, that's... Yep. All started a long time Give ago. Give credit where credit is due. Yeah, definitely didn't start 15 years ago when you, you got into this business. It was on a piece of paper 15 years ago but not as the performance group. Yeah, happy with it now. Um, next question is, who all works there? Um, the three of us work here, and then we have the, the other two that pretty much keep the place in order, which is Bethany and Lisa. Us three, us yeah. three. Bethany is the per first person you would see when you walk in the door. Uh, Lisa is uh, my wife, and sh her focus is really tax and accounting on a daily basis, but she also... Uh, from day one understands the insurance side and the investment side. Under her we have uh, Missy Wilson and then uh, Chandra Robinson that are also uh, junior accountants that do some uh, data inputs and accounting for us as well. Yeah, absolutely. I run the insurance side and then Eve is a newly licensed um, insurance agent as well as does all the back end on the financial side. Yeah. yeah. And then also under the financial group uh, or performance group, we also have the auto business as well as uh, the hair salon. I mean, so there you have Stephanie, um, and then we have Adam, Grant, Tracy. Uh, I think that's it. So it, it's, I don't know, there's 10 of us. Yeah, ever evolving. Yeah. Um, next question Do you offer internships? Yes, we do. 
There you go. On everything or well, we generally during the tax season would be looking for somebody who is in the accounting world. So we through Anderson University, oh, three or four years in a row, we had uh, people that were getting their masters in accounting coming in and doing some stuff. Um, that kind of dried up. I think the professor retired who was sending kids to us. But uh, we've also done, on the insurance side, uh, we had a young man who yeah. uh, was in his senior year in, at, in college and needed an internship. So he came in for a summer. So, yeah, I mean, we're open to it. The candidate has to be in the right, uh, I think, major. We don't want to have somebody who's doing kinesiology coming in to do an internship in accounting. That doesn't make sense. Maybe they're just... It's a fun word, by the yeah, way. Kinesiology. kinesiology. Teaching um, all of us how to stay fit during tax season. Um, so the next couple questions, because during the... Uh, when I had pretty much begged for people to ask us questions, one of the things I brought up was, you can ask Mike any question in the world, or have they? Um, so a couple of these are kind of geared towards you, Dad. Um, question number one from this person is, what did you aspire to be when you grew up as a young kid? Was it a... Farmer and a wrestling coach. Are you either of those today? <laughs> uh, I was much closer to the wrestling coach uh, piece just a few years ago when you were wrestling. Good point. Uh, so I've been a wrestling coach twice. I'm talking about actually in school systems. And pretty much gave on gave up on the agriculture side of things in the middle 80s. Just a tough road to hoe if you don't have parents who are in that business. And so. Yeah. But, yeah, that's what I aspired to be. Pretty much uh, was able to be the wrestling coach, but then move on from there. And that's how you ended up in the position you're in now anyways. They were recruiting wrestling coaches? Teacher coaches back in the day. And, uh, yeah, 1988. So it was uh, by, by pure luck and happenstance that I was uh, invited into this industry. So Sometimes that's all it takes, luck and happenstance. Speaking of luck and happenstance, is that what you wanted to be when you grew up? You wanted to be in this business? I just wanted to own my own business is mine. My thing I did, because uh, my dad, he did he does construction, so he has his own business, and I just aspired to have my own ownership and whatever I got my hands on, so I thought I was going to go in and run that thing, but I don't know, I think maybe down the line, do it as a side thing, but I just want to start my own business, have my own clientele yeah. as we go. Yeah. Absolutely. That's something to aspire to be for all of us, right? Um, Evan, it's... At this point, your your professional um, career is a couple months. But so, Dad, what is your biggest professional compliment or accomplishment? Compliment. I'd say you guys, uh, the next generation. You know that I, I I've been blessed to have run some big 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 companies, um, having that responsibility. But I I really believed even then that my responsibility was growing the next generation, and it's really happening with our organization now. Uh, Lisa and I talked about it, that the greatest asset we have is not the businesses, it's the young people that are coming in who are truly latching on to the concept of what we were trying to do for our clients, and you guys are going to be able to take it to the next level, whether that's through technology, 
streamlining efficiencies, you know, client engagement. Um, you know, it's 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 an interesting thing. We we started out now 16 years ago uh, with not a single client in the state of Indiana, and we have hundreds of clients now. And that's the fun part is we've been able to attract and keep good clients. Now we're attracting and keeping good young people who want to take it to the next level. So I'd say that's the, the greatest accomplishment. Absolutely. And we're just getting started with that. That's the fun part. Yeah, that is the fun part. Who, how else would you end up in this room? That's the damn <laughs> <laughs> Um, What drew you to Pendleton? And that was back in 2004. What drew you to Pendleton if you're a Delaware County guy? Uh, proximity to Indianapolis. I mean, to be honest, it, um, all roads lead to Pendleton. So you've got 67, 69, 38, 36, 9. I mean, every all roads lead to Pendleton. Uh, great school system, even though I hated them when I competed against them in high school. But yeah. um, it, it just great school system, great town. I mean, just good, good people. Uh, even though we're not from Pendleton, uh, after we bought the laundromat, the town really embraced us. And so uh, I, I would say that the, the proximity to Indy was from the business perspective than the school system for you guys when you were growing up. Yeah. I think it's a good choice. I was, I'm happy with the decision that you made. What about you? What drew you to Pendleton? The donuts. The donuts? Oh, great donuts. Maple, Quack maple daddies. bacon donuts. Oh, delicious. Yeah. Shout out to Quack Daddies. Hey, no free ads. No free ads. Well, uh, we're not in the donut business. We're not going to get in the donut business. Oh, maybe that's what it should have been. I should grab donuts to lure you guys into this room yeah, to sit down with me tonight. Tonight, today. Um, <laughs> if you could meet anybody in the world, who would it be? I think I can answer this question on my own because you have dreams about him, but it might not be true. What would you say? I would say um, Warren Buffett because you've told me about your dreams about Warren Buffett. Not weird dreams. What? <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I mean, if you were to say dead or alive, you know, historically or whatever, I think Winston Churchill would have been an amazing human being to spend a little time with. Um, I think Napoleon would have been an amazing guy to spend time with, even though he turned into somewhat of a barbarian. But, yeah. um, I mean, there's so many people... I think in today's world, um, I think it'd be fascinating to spend a few minutes with Trump. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think his business background, and, and more importantly, as a non-politician, to go into Washington, D.C. as a pragmatist to really see what kind of swamp has, has been created over the last 200 years. It'd be fun if he could really open up and just kind of go, here's the bullshit I see on a day-to-day -day basis. So that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Buffett, I mean, you can see Buffett. Buffett is one of those guys you can pick up a book. And I don't think that the books written about him or by him are a bubble off of the guy you see on TV. I mean, he is what he is. Yeah. I mean, he owns Dairy Queens because he loves ice cream. I mean, that doesn't get much simpler than that. Yeah. Um, there, yeah, so I, I, there's lots of people, and it doesn't even have to be, you know, those are the famous ones. Um, you know, I sent out a video yesterday of, of the young man who, um, 
is it went through SEAL training passed, went through Ranger training passed, went through the Air Force Academy Special Forces. He's the only human being to ever do it. He'd be a cool guy to listen to. Is that David uh, Goggins? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be, yeah. It, I mean, those are people that inspire the shit out of me just because he, he found his niche and took it to a level that nobody else has ever done. Yeah, so. absolutely. Perseverance to the highest degree. Yeah. Truly. What about you, Evan? I don't know. I mean, I just think of my past, like ancestors or something. That would be that, interesting, you know? yeah. I think that would definitely be interesting. It would be a little weird, but... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like Mulan, the movie. Exactly. <laughs> no, I think that's a very yeah. cool way of saying it, because, yeah, there's lots of people in our past that we'd love to meet. and Never even had the opportunity. Yeah. We will someday. Yeah, I, I believe yeah. that. I agree. Absolutely. Um, well, this one's easy because I know Eva's favorite guilty pleasure food. You can either say cheese or you can say chocolate. chocolate or and they're, they're both, both together, I don't know. <laughs> together? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, that's a totally different subject. What about you? What, I don't understand the question. You're not the question. Um, guilty pleasure foods. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew the answer for Pleasure right. foods? You don't have a guilty pleasure food? Not Cheez-Its? Not, like, salt vinegar chips? Chocolate. Chocolate. I mean, <laughs> brownies. Bacon. I, I don't understand the question because none of those to me are guilty pleasures. You either That's like right. them or you don't. You either eat them or I you guess don't. things you're not supposed to like that you like. You. <laughs> Move on. What a dumb question. question. Well, hey. <laughs> oh, that wasn't very nice. Um, if you could choose a second career outside the financial service industry, what would it be? You. What, what's yours? I don't know. I haven't thought about that. I think... That's a good problem to have. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think construction, just because I know it, I yeah. know, probably, but I don't know if I'd like it. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> just because uh, well, that's what I grew up a with. Well, second career. So, so we have multiple businesses. Right. So we can tap into everything that we like. Um, if you were to say, is there a career that you wish you would have done that you didn't? Yeah, that you didn't. I would have I would have loved to have, and this is my only regret, I would have loved to have been enlisted in the military. Um, in in the early eighties it wasn't really a thing to do. I think today I I look back and wish that I would have served my country. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I mean the things that we like to do, we're doing. Exactly. Um, other than that. You know, to say I'd like to be a fighter pilot. <laughs> no, no, you know, come on. For brain sure. surgeon, basketball player again. If it wasn't for all the school, I would have been a doctor. You got to go to school for that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, last question. The last one that was actually sent in um, by a client is: If there was one piece of financial advice that you would give to somebody fresh out of high school or high school out of college, what would it be? High school or college? Get a job. Start working. That's good. Good financial <laughs> advice. <laughs> Um, you know, if, if you really want to be specific, um, you learn how money works. And and you'd say, well, that's pretty vague and out there, but, but it's really not. If you understand there's three ways you make money. One is 24 hours a day, seven days a week. All the hard work you can put in. Two is having people work for you to help you make money. And three, learning how to, your money makes money. Um, and then understand that money is only designed to do one of two things. 
It's either designed to buy comfort for today or to be saved and invested to provide income for comfort tomorrow. That's all money is for. Now, everybody's definition of comfort is quite a bit different. If you go to Geist, their definition of comfort is quite a bit different than Markleville, Indiana. Yeah. But it's truly that. Um, the, the, the biggest challenge I see in, at universities, and, and I, I don't know how colleges would ever do this, but I think their tuition should be based on the graduate's ability to earn an income after school. So in other words, using kinesiology, which is exercise science, if an individual coming out of, of college is going to make, you know, 20 bucks an hour at 5 o'clock in the morning teaching push-ups and then 5 o'clock in the evening teaching push-ups, then his, his college tuition shouldn't be the same as, as somebody who's going to make $150,000 a year coming out. Yes. Now, I realize that's impractical and they're never going to do that because the, the, the person gets to choose what they study. But it's a bunch of bullshit to tell a kid if you get a four-year degree in kinesiology, you're going to succeed the same as a kid that is an engineer coming out of college because it's not true. Yeah. So I, I, I just think that kids really need to understand if you're going to go get a second education after high school, there's lots of ways to make money in this world. Fireman is an excellent job. Uh, learning skills, going into the trades. Um, you know, learning that not every college degree is the same, yeah. even though they charge you the same. Um, I, I think that's where kids are today. I think they're starting to wake up and realize that for many of them, they were sold a line of bullshit from either a high school counselor or a college counselor that said, you got to go to college, get a four-year degree. And I wouldn't even say it's from the academic advisors most of the time. It's from everyone around you because it's just so created into normalcy that everyone, when they graduate high school, is supposed to go. But I think even Pendleton sending kids to the career <coughs> campus now, which they didn't do when I was in school, is beneficial because it's giving 18-year-olds a chance to see some side of the workforce go, go rather than go to school for four, six more years and then get to the workforce. The more they come out $150,000 in debt. And say, I can't pay no loans. Yeah, so I, I think your question, even though it sounded like you misspoke a little bit, if you had financial advice for a high school or a college kid, really understand there is no question the greatest investment you'll make in your life is in yourself and your education, but understand that not every education is going to give you the same rewards. That just because you have a four-year college degree in something, and, and social work is a good example, people are so heartfelt they want to save the world, but social workers don't make any money. Yeah. And now the left want to send them in as a police force or instead of a police force in a hostile situation. It's insane. But I think in the end, financial advice is understand that you get back what you give. If you are providing a small service to a community, you're going to get paid a small amount. If you're providing a big service in a community, and not necessarily a town, but in a work community, then you're going to get paid more. It's that simple. Um, 
I have a buddy who told me about this new program that they're doing where you're having these guys come out of high school and getting this certificate in coding. And the way that it's paid for is your future wages. So it's no money down. If you get this certificate, you can work for, from what I was told is he works for a startup tech company as their back end. This person, if they went through this program, would be more of an expert than him. And he gets paid a bunch of money to do what he does now. They would be more educated. So the way that it works is you walk in, you take this test or this class over however many weeks, and then you get the certificate, and then the certificate gets you a job, and then they take 10% of your income or 20% or whatever to a certain net amount over the next three years. So basically what they're saying is, we're investing in you up front, and it's no different than paying back a student loan, exactly. that you're gonna be, you. but the blessing is, unlike a student loan that you paid for food, clothing, and rent, and hope you went to class, Hope you went to class. This one is very focused. You're going to get rewarded if you finish. Yeah. I love it. Makes yeah. sense. And I, I've never heard of anything, but he told me that kids that have been accepted into Harvard are taking their acceptance letter and sending that in with a resume, with a certificate, and getting the same job without spending four years at Harvard or wherever they went. Say, hey, I'm smart enough to do this. I just wanted to work. I'm not going to waste four years of my life because they already know That's what right. they want to do. Yeah. That's a select few of human beings who get accepted to Harvard, but I'm just saying, like, I, I, I see the... Um, they already know the career path, too. I see the draw. Yeah. Well, especially in today's generation, for it to be a coding side cycle, I mean, like, people yeah. in that sphere but are so, in that sphere. So they take that concept and apply it to an apprenticeship at a contracting firm. They do that all the time with, con with an apprenticeship. So, I mean, that, the concept is not new, but applying it to real world future and, and I'll even say the the tech world or other things because they're starving for talent yeah they're competing for talent yeah um, I remember Austin Ellingwood telling us that the the first company he went to work for said that he did his internship out in California he said don't even go back to school we'll pay you to to do this um, I, I think that's the way of the future because kids are now reflecting and parents are reflecting on the fact that there's so much student debt out there that we've got to do it differently. Yeah. So, kids are scared of the debt. I would be. Yeah, absolutely. I and I think there's there's becoming yeah. more of a, a voice of hey, you should be scared of this. Now debt. they'll eventually catch up. Don't get me wrong. If you've chosen the right field of study, you eventually catch up. You'll blow through your student loans. We don't mean to say that don't go to college. We're just saying that. You'll eventually catch up, but if there are other ways to achieve the same thing, then you probably should pay attention and take a look at it. Absolutely. Any other questions? No, that was all of them. What was your pocket question? Oh, my pocket question! Yeah, so this one was also sent in by somebody. Um, this one was not as focused towards the businesses or even growth questions. It says, how much can Mike the Legend curl? What? How much can you curl, bro? Like is in pumping the guns. <laughs> is it a dumb question? Is it two arms? Are you, or is this a dumbbell? Are we using a crowbar? Lots of good questions here. At first, I thought it said leg curl. I was like, yeah, I don't know anybody that would do that without snapping a hamstring. So, 
Uh, let's just go with 800 pounds. That seems false fine, but I believe you. Either way, um, that's another episode of Mike and Evan. That's that's a really interesting question. Jay Hubble asked it. Jay Hubble of CrossFit penalty. Nothing compared to Jay Hubble. Yeah, Nothing that's actually probably compared to Jay. You know, Jay might look ripped on the internet, folks, but he's only like five foot seven. So don't diss him. I'm just he works his butt off. No, I'm impressed with that kid. It's called being upset with yourself. You tear people down around you to build up your own self-esteem. And that's what I'm doing right now in front of you guys. <laughs> um, next week, uh, we're looking at doing a Facebook Live on um, the, the Pendleton Business Association's page. We're actually going to do a quick Mike and Eve. So if you guys have any great, wonderful... Q&A with Mike and Eve. Yes, yep. Q&A with Mike and Eve. If anybody has any really good questions, please send your feedback either on our Facebook page at Performance Group or performancegroupindiana.com on our contact page. Contact me, or you guys can comment on any of the episodes. So I have a question for the people who actually might listen to this, for both of you that are listening to this. I have a question for you to, to email Sean or somehow communicate back to Sean. What are you doing that you think is improving your financial situation today? Is it saving money? Is it learning about stocks? Are you investing money? Are you buying real estate? What are you doing to improve your situation? So we're going to ask you a question and you respond to us. We hope so. Both of you. Both of you. <laughs> All right. Three. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening today. That was another episode of uh, Q&A with Mike and